On today's episode of Brody and the Beard, Kelly and I are going to talk about what else? Rockets games three and four versus the Lakers. We're going to get into the Daniel House situation and really kind of how important game five is besides the obvious fact that it could end their season. If the offense is triangular, it's something like a prism. Put you on that lockdown defense like a prison. Hakeem was the dream. The MVPs must be his children. They won 22 games in a row. That's a rhythm. Triple-double rust, man. I need you to acknowledge he don't do this for the optics, man. He do this for the Rockets. Welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mo DeKeele. With me, as always, is my man, Kelly Eco. We got a lot to cover, so we're just going to jump right in. Kelly, I hate to say it, but... Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> I think this is the appropriate time to use that. You know, just... It looks bad. And how many times have we said that this season? I think that might be the more surprising thing of how many times <laughs> we've started the show saying, you know, it's not looking so good. I mean, it's not even that. It's before we even record, whenever one of us asks the other one, how how are you doing? We're always like, better than those guys. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that kind of says a lot. Yeah. Um. This was, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, let's kind of take a look at it here a little bit. So, they lose game three. They go down 2-1. And... Right then, you know, you would think that they would come out kind of firing for game four. You don't want to go down 3-1, but, like, I don't know about you, Kelly, but just their body language early in the first quarter made me feel like, man, they're, like, it felt like they were packing up early. Yeah, um, it just felt like there was no urgency, and I I hate to, to harp on this because it's been talked about so many times this season, but... Ever since, you know, training camp, you know, Mike D'Antoni talked about spirit and the importance of them having that strong spirit after what they had just been through the last two seasons. And at different times during the season, we saw them, you know, going up, have ups and downs. Their spirit was tested early in January when, when they had that losing streak. But in the bubble, it was all supposed to be fixed. It was all supposed to be, you know, good vibes and understanding what the goal was at, at hand. And it's taken a week for all that to come undone, which is amazing to me. Like the Thunder series, you know, the seven game bout was, it was what it was, but coming out of that and heading into game one, you know, the Rockets were pretty confident. You know, they, this was the style of play they wanted to do. This was the, the team they wanted to see. And, you know, it was supposed to be, you know, a really competitive series. And after game one, you know, game two, three, and four have just looked anything but that. And a big credit goes to Frank Vogel and, and what he's done because he's essentially removed two of Houston's, you know, three part of the tech, which is James Harden and threes. Right. And he's he's done that using, you know, a combination of savvy defending, length, smart rotations, and timely traps to throw Harden off his rhythm, to throw Houston off their rhythm, and to have their season hanging in the balance. Yeah, it's pretty, like, it's staggering, the three-point shot attempts. You know, sometimes it's hard to judge three-point defense. And the one thing we kind of say is, like, the key isn't necessarily the percentage, but it's stopping a team from taking threes. And to just give people context, 
Game two, the Rockets attempted 50-something threes. In the Oklahoma City series, they they averaged 51 three-point attempts. Game three, the Lakers held them to 30. In game four to 33. Like, it doesn't even matter makes or miss because they're not even getting a ton up. And that's kind of like their primary focus of the offense almost, right? It's drive and kick and let's get the ball to the guys in the corner. Let's get open threes and things like that. And they're still getting some open threes. But Kelly, it's also just like the Lakers rotation has been on point. Like it's been impressive. The the effort they're putting into just making it, you know, every time we're getting to, we're going to get to the three-point shooters, almost to the point like, I think I've even texted you, I know I tweeted it, like, it's almost like the game plan is like, we'll live with points in the paint, we won't let them get three-point shots off. Right. Like, they're, they're going to live with Houston drives and get into foul line, they're not going to let you get your threes because, you know, that's where Houston's variance, you know, lies. If you look at the game eight, oh, like, like game five box score, game four, well, game four box score. You look, you're going to the future. <laughs> <laughs> game four box score, and you just look at the three-point distribution, Russell Westbrook took eight threes, and Robert Covington took one. You know, if that's not working backwards, I don't know what, what is, because it's almost like the other guys, Tucker, Covington, those guys have been effectively neutralized on offense. They're not impacting the game because they're not taking threes and the Lakers have shut off that valve completely. And it's been amazing to see that happen in less than a week. Like I I think people need to understand this. Game two was on what? Friday? No, no, no. Last Friday? Game, game two. Game one was Friday. Game one I, was Friday. Game two, two was, was Sunday. Sunday. And then remember that's Sunday, yeah, we, Tuesday, Thursday have been three games where the Lakers have just Destroyed Houston from the inside out. They look, they look tired. They look, they look done. They look ready to go home. They just don't look like they want to be there. And yes, you, you like, and we'll probably get into this later. You know, everything going on with you know the house situation. You know, it could be distracting, but that's not an excuse for your effort. There's no reason why Danny Green and Rajon Rondo should have half of the team's offensive rebounds. There's no reason why the Rockets should finish a game with two fast break points and zero second chance points or one. There's no reason why, you know, through three quarters, they just look like they were going through the motions. And you can't do that with your season on the line. Like, that's unacceptable. Like, it's it's like it's almost an indictment on the whole, you know, regime here where you see them coming off the 65 wins and – you know, they're going to get back to the top. And the next season, you know, they're in the same team again. And they lose game six, but they're going to get back to the top. And now they make, they make the Westbrook trade and they go small and they're supposed to get back to the top. And each time someone or something has gotten their way, but the most important thing that's gotten in the way is, the, is themselves and their, and their mentality. Yeah, and, you know, like, just to kind of give you numbers, just from game four, right? Like, we always talk about it. The Rockets are willing to give up the rebound battle because their bet is we can force more points off turnovers and and kill you from the three-point line. We've covered the three-point line, yeah, right? And, and, and the Lakers have done a phenomenal job defending that. But right. let's look at it this way. The rebounding a- uh, advantage 
was 52 to 26. They doubled them up. Like, (laughs) that's absurd in that sense alone. The Lakers had 12 offensive rebounds, you know, 17 second-chance points. Okay, so fine. They're they're willing to live with that because they were able to put get 17 points off of the Lakers' 18 turnovers, which probably isn't enough considering that they gave up 19 points off of their own 17 turnovers, right? Like you're losing those battles as well. Like the battles you, you – the math you put together, you're not even hitting those points. It's not a matter of like, hey – they outshot the Lakers. They made 14 threes. The Lakers made nine. But they only were able to shoot 33 of them. Like, that's just kind of the issue. That played right into the Lakers' hands into how everything was rolling. And, you know, a lot of stuff's going to fall on Harden, and, and he's going to get blamed for a lot of stuff. And, you know, to, to his credit, you know, he got to the line 20 times. Like, he was aggressive attacking the paint. But they were – Lakers were willing to live with that. And – you know, you made such a great point, Kelly, about just the distribution of the three-point shots. You know, Westbrook should never shoot eight threes, period. You know, because that's the shot they want him to take. If he goes eight for eight, they're willing to let him take the ninth one. You know, they're okay with that. Like, that's the shot they want to give up, you know, but they're making a point to get out to Covington. They're making a point to get out to Tucker, who also only had two threes. You know, like they're they're putting that effort there. And I mean, it's it's kind of staggering just sort of watching this right. this team crumble. And what's sad is we've seen this before and we've seen it yeah. over and over and over again. And like it was funny to me, Kelly, like I caught a little bit of Harden's interview and somebody asked him like, you know, what was up with the energy and the lack of their energy? And he's like, I don't know. That's not the answer I want. <laughs> you, no. you got- um, <clears throat> it's crazy because if, you, if you, even during the game, I had NBA players texting me like, what the hell is going on brag. with this guy? <laughs> like, what the, like, what the hell's going on with this guy? Like, even former Rockets, you know, that played under D'Antoni were, were hitting my line and talking about, yeah, this is, this is it for them. Like, if this Harden didn't look – because, you know, normally, even if you can say, you know, the Lakers are going to trap Harden and stuff, at least when he's taking his step back threes, it's at least you know a 50-50 chance of going in. Either shots are going in or not. But at least you have the opportunity. In Game Four, he didn't look like he wanted to take those shots at all. It just looked like you know drives turned into dump offs. You know, just even even the, the, the one time he was open, he I think he was surprised he was so open and he didn't shoot it. Though he hesitated. Like it's just been a trickle down effect. That's affected every member of this team who looked devoid of confidence. And I don't know where you can find that source of energy from given that the games are every other day. I don't see it getting better. Like game five, I mean, it's still 0-0. But it seems like they're coming to the game down 10 already. It's just kind of interesting. Like even, I mean, look, when they lost game two, it wasn't like it was a blowout. Right, like it was a close game and and things like that. In this game too, we we got to give them credit there at least for making a run in right. the fourth quarter. Now it might be, you know, too little, too, too, little late. too late, right? In that scenario, but like, you know, at least there was a, just a little bit of fight. But my real question is like, why wasn't that your fight in the start of the first quarter? And the Lakers have come out with an appropriate amount of fear, you know, and right. and 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 basically were like, nope. 
we're coming out and we're going to smack you. And the first quarter wasn't even that it wasn't, it was a four point lead. You know, it wasn't even like they were getting crushed in the first quarter. It was the second quarter where things fell apart. But man, it was just kind of, it was depressing to watch, Kelly. Like, you know, I texted you going like, man, they know this isn't game five, right? Like they have a chance to tie this series. Like this isn't, you know, it, it was just really tough to watch, you know, the first three quarters of them just right. not being able to figure it out. It was impressive to watch the Lakers defense, but I was just stunned. And this kind of goes back to when we, I talked about it a little bit on Nerd or She Wrote, but like to me, this is, this is just a sign of like, they have no plan B, right? right? And like, I don't know if anybody ever thought about Hey, what happens if you take the threes away from the Rockets? And I mean that from like every team, like teams that scouted against them and things like that. Like, I just, I don't know if they've ever really kind of put that effort of what if we go up against a team that says, we're going to live with you guys putting up two points, but we're not going to let you get three. Yeah. Um, I think to your point about the uh, plan A, plan B thing, I think they've relied so much on plan A and everything you've heard from them has been, you know, defending plan A, defending plan A. Plan A works because of this. Plan A works because of this. Um, every team is not going to just concede that. And we've seen the Lakers, you know, defy that belief. Like, no, you're not going to get your threes off. No, James Harden's not going to save you every time. He's not going to score 36 points a game. He's going to have to fight for every point he gets on this court. And they've done that effectively. Um regardless of who's been put in front of him. And 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 on their side, by game four, LeBron didn't even have the greatest shooting game. He went like, what, 15 points on like 16 shots. Like, you can live with that. But everything else, unless we, and to be honest, let's, uh, I'm going to say it. The front two defense guys, is the, it's the, on Anthony Davis, that's the, that's not going to work. It's not It's not going to stop him. He's it's, seven it's, feet. <laughs> no, no, no. See, see, like, here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to push back on that a little bit, right? Like it's not working. No, no, but it's not, it's, but it's not that it's the rotations behind it because they've done a good job of being there on the catch on the backside. It's, it's, no, You're not no, going to beat him single covered. That's the that's their problem. You're not right, going to beat but, the Lakers single covering. But that, but, but Kelly, that's the thing. But my thing is like they're just not rotating after that, right? Like mm-hmm. so when they're right. putting that there, they're just leaving a guy open, and whether it's a guy cutting or whether it's a guy shooting, and we know the Lakers shooting isn't great, but you know when you leave Rondo wide open, you know they're giving right. Rondo the treatment that the the Lakers Dort. are giving Westbrook and 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 and, 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 and stuff like. They they are going to hit shots at some point, you know. And right. Rondo has had a good series. Like you know, Laker fans went completely ballistic after Game One, but Games Three through uh, Two through Four, he's been the difference. And and he, he's and it's been his passing. It's been things like that. Like the fronting is just kind of their only option. I don't know what else they can do. You know, even when they go zone, you know, the honest thing is they're not even rotating out of that. It's right. like they're just throwing this plan together at the last second, but. Go ahead. And uh, I want to add something that Stan Van Gundy said on the broadcast. He was talking about LeBron and how prior to the series, and I mentioned this in the article too, like you're supposed to kind of form a wall against LeBron. Like you can't just – I understand you switch everything and you're meant to have these rotations that are timely and everything to account for 
baseline drives and everything, but you can't you can't just leave people on LeBron single covered and expect to get away with that every time. It's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. Like and when you get LeBron going, everything else will follow. And even if he's not shooting like you saw late in the game to the the Caruso uh dagger, he doesn't have to shoot to end the game. Like it's just I don't understand. I I get the fronting. You want to put as much pressure before the ball gets to him. But, I mean, the rotations aren't happening behind him. They're not loading up. They're not communicating. Every other basket is, is a, a blank stare or a, a pointing fingers or a head shake. Like, it's it's a mess. And this is the worst time of the year to be having those kind of mistakes. And we've seen this team go through that year after year where – they get into the game of the biggest game of the season or something and they just fall apart. Like that's that's not it's a schematic de- thing. It's depressing for Rockets fans. Like I I I feel bad, you know. I feel bad for them. Like that's that is awful to you watch year after year. It's been four years now, you can say, um, where the Rockets have been in prime position to make a deep playoff run. Right. You know, and twenty seventeen they beat the Spurs, you know. And they lose that way. 2018, they lose that way. 2019, they lose this way. And 2020, they're going to lose this way. Like, what do you do? Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. I mean, seriously. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Or, sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and most importantly, totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and again, most importantly, discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com beard and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, folks, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of that issue. Go to Roman.com beard today if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash beard. GetRoman.com slash beard. It's, it's, it's hard. We'll, we'll, we'll have to get into that in a later podcast because that's going to be a long one when <laughs> we dive into what's, what's next. But just to touch on one more thing you said before we move on from games three and four, unless you have another point. In After three quarters possible 36 minutes LeBron only played 23 like that's impressive you know for the Lakers to kind of have the lead that they had they had a 16 point lead going into the fourth quarter now we know the Rockets made that run in the fourth but they did that with LeBron getting able to sit being able to sit out 13 minutes of that and that's something that's been a problem for the Lakers when he's gone to the bench they've struggled all year, Kelly. I've written several articles on that. Just that alone, yeah, you know, <laughs> like that's how big of an issue it was. And the Rockets weren't able to take advantage of that. And that says a lot. And just to point out, like AD played 
a, a ton of minutes early, and he was he was really good. But you also had Contavious Caldwell Pope playing more minutes than LeBron through three quarters. I mean, he's up there with Alex Caruso's numbers and Danny Green's. Like he's just right in that mix. You know, like for him to be able to have to save that energy so that if they needed it in the fourth quarter, which they kind of did, I don't know how threatening it was in the fourth. It wasn't like I mean they cut the lead down to five, but it wasn't like I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was. I felt like it was too well, late. Well, if Caruso misses that three, I mean, yeah, no, for sure. Makes... But it, it it would have been. But I, but you know, part of me just didn't feel like they were going to lose that game. Right, right, right. It, sure. it, just too much. If they did that midway through the third, I'd have been like, oh, we're we got a game. And so, you know, but it's just impressive to see that they weren't able to take advantage fully of LeBron's. The, the, the minutes when LeBron was able to was was on the bench and the Lakers were able to be like, cool, we could rest him a little more. Um, we got to talk about it, though, Kelly, because this is a big story. It's a big storyline. Um, I think, you know, the Daniel House, you know, being investigated and, and being out for games three and four because of this investigation. You know, I don't want to necessarily get into the gossip of everything that happened, but the effects it has on the team just first off on the rotation was brutal yeah um yeah as, as far as the rotation goes you know obviously the Rockets rely on Dan House because he was kind of their, their new you know six man uh in terms of everything he brought off the, off the bench size physicality uh shooting and more importantly just IQ like he he had become such an important player for them in the bubble, just being that glue guy and being that connector. I call those guys connectors. Being able to, you know, draw plays together, not having the ball as much as, you know, obviously Harden or Westbrook, but still able to make an impact. And when you lose that, it's it's felt because now when you go up the bench, you're not looking to guys like Ben McLemore, you know, Jeff Green and Rivers, who, who did play well, but – they're not, you know, Daniel House and what he and what he can do, and it's 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 unfortunate that they have to go through this now, um, in the moment where the team needs him the most. But you know, you have to abide by, I guess, league protocol, and um, however long the investigation will take, it'll, it'll take, and you have to just live with that because that situation presents itself to you, and you and you, and you put yourself in that situation, so. Um, I, I, it, and it sucks for them because, you know, this is a guy who is kind of viewed as their little brother to a veteran team. You know, Tyson right. Chandler, James Harden, the rest, they all took up for him. He's a great guy. He's loved in the organization. But um, but without him, you're seeing the holes in, the, in, the, in an already very thin team. Right. Um, And now – you know, assuming they they lose at some point in this series, you know, in the in the off season, you're gonna have real questions about about this roster and, yeah. and its makeup. It's it, it's a tough. I mean, first off, part of it is, look, I know Rockets fans, and there's a segment of it screaming conspiracy and all this stuff. Like, look, he put himself in this position, right? Like, you know, it it may not be ideal, but let's just kind of recap some of the things that have happened in this bubble. You know, uh, Rashawn Holmes crossed an invisible line to pick up chicken wings and got 10 days. Uh, the Rockets' very own Bruno Caboclo wandering his uh, the hallways during quarantine. 
he got extra days. You know, we all know the Lou Williams uh, story and he got 10 days. Like there's, there's an element here and, and, you know, it's, it's difficult and it's, maybe it's, we, you want to say it's unfair. Fine. I'm not sure I agree with it, but it's also like, this is a very special time where everybody needed to kind of be on point and, and, and behave a little bit better than, or, or, or differently, maybe. I don't even know behave. Like, I don't know if he did anything extremely, or did anything wrong, but just, it's just, it, it was bad timing to have this kind of come up. And I think, you know, it really hurts the team. It, you know, we already knew how thin the rotation was. And, you know, D'Antonio still went just eight deep. Uh, and, and that brought in Ben McLemore and things like that. And he was all right at three for three from three and stuff like that. But, man, it, it's just a brutal, brutal timing, really. I don't know how much more I want to say. I think the NBA is just being extra careful with everything we have going on with COVID and protecting this bubble. But that's the way they've been the entire time. So I don't know if this is just selective. You know, we're, we're Rockets fans want to feel like they're picking on us. Well, you know, if that's the case, Clipper fans have a case. You know, that's you know the Kings fans have a case. It's it's like, come on, this is, you know, you you, you kind of got to do the the right thing here and and uh, sort of just it is what it is. I think you know Zach Lowe had a great tweet though, and this is this is kind of important. You know, House is more important to the Rockets and some non-Houston fans would think, but I don't know if he's as important to the Rockets as Houston fans think. Like he's important, but I don't know if he's makes this a a, a two two series. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they they shot basically twenty less threes. <laughs> like that's why it's a three one series. Right. Yeah. That, it, it's a a series of misfortunate events for them. Um, both off and on the court. But, you know, to win a championship, you are going to have to go through, you know, these these trials. And and for four years now, they haven't come out at the end of the tunnel. It's as simple as it is. Yeah, just like, brutal, just brutal. The uh, let's Let's look at going forward to game five. Like, what do you, how do you feel they're going to come out. Like, I'm scared. If they came out for game four when the series was 2-1 well, the way they did. Well, um, I think game five, you'll see them. And, and I've seen this before from them. Like, they'll come out, like, super hard. Like, in the first maybe five or six minutes, they'll come out energized. You'll see the bench jumping. The only way that it'll change is if the shots don't start falling. And the Lakers, you know, pick up speed because you're playing the Lakers. The Lakers aren't. Like, even if you're coming out hard, the Lakers can match that very easily and very quickly because the way they want to play, they want to get stops, they want to get out and run. It's as simple as that. Um, but they will, I, I think they will come out hard just for the sake of their um, pride. Like, these are guys that have been through NBA Finals. These are guys that have been through deep playoff runs. Um, at some point, you have to look in the mirror and wrestle – Westbrook said after the game, it starts with having the conversation with yourself. Like, what do you want to do as a player, as a person? Are you just going to lay down and let them run all over you? Or are you going to have some pride, you know, pick up your stuff, 
and get back on the horse. Like it's it's as simple as that. At this point in Game Five, there is no schematic thing you can point to and say they're winning because of this because they know what the Lakers are doing. The Lakers haven't changed their style. <laughs> They know well, what you have to do to beat them. Well, I think the Lakers have done one thing that another thing they've done that we probably didn't talk about and should have gave it more attention is they started out small. They basically have said we're yeah. not playing JaVale McGee, we're not yeah. playing Dwight Howard. Started Mar- Markeith Morris, and yep. they've just kind of said, "Hey, we're going small." And I mean, then they're better than them. And they put in Taylor Horton Tucker in, and 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 he killed. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's it's, it's infectious. Energy is infectious. You know, and, and, and I think that's kind of the stuff that's scary. I think one thing I'd like to see from the Rockets going forward in Game 5, more movement. Man, I've harped on this all year, Kelly. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it. I'm sure the fans are. But run stuff with Harden setting screens and then getting the ball. Like, run a few more things. Like, all the Lakers are doing is loading up, trapping, and then rotating out of it. And they're doing a great job of it. But, you know, so change it up. Like, don't. You don't have to run a pick and roll and an ISO on every possession. Have yeah. some run some of your pistol action. You know, run. I haven't even seen them run that post up play where they try to get Eric Gordon a shot. Like you know, it's it's it, do something different. Just for the love <laughs> of God, just 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 give me a little bit. You know, and in that make the Lakers have to figure out how to defend that action. But they're playing right into the Lakers' hands, yeah. and I think you you said it. You, you know, their their small ball lineup has just been better. Yeah. And you would think, obviously, about doing something different because these are probably some of the smartest basketball players on the floor in the planet, you know, in this series. But how long do you just keep harping on plan A if it's not working? Like, you can run something. I, I've seen James Harden set a screen for somebody and get Air Gordon to shot. I've seen that with my own eyes. It can happen. But they need more of that. If he's not gonna, if he's not gonna come up and force the issue, you know, being double teamed, you need to make an impact in other ways on the floor. Like you can run something for him. That's why they have plays designed. Mike D'Antoni is one of the smartest coaches I've ever seen in my life. Like he can, he has plays that we probably haven't even heard of, you know, just <laughs> in his head. But I think at this point. <laughs> I mean, this goes back. They don't want to change. Like they don't want to. Like, and he tried it in Game Four, trying to changing up the um, the sub patterns, having Harden on the floor more whenever LeBron's on, and so on and so forth. But I think it's just too little, too late for these guys. I I think, I think Game Five is just going to be another, you know, first quarter close, then the rest not so close. I mean, we we've talked about it before. You know, a, a zebra can't change their stripes. And, you know, for all the talk of we're going to run more plays, we're going right. to run more sets, we have wrinkles. Remember that? The whole wrinkles thing? The wrinkles. In, in, in July. The wrinkles have been, the wrinkles have been ironed out. <laughs> they, they weren't. They weren't wrinkles. <laughs> they weren't there. <laughs> um, you know, I think we saw, like, and, and the one thing I, I remember us saying was, that's fine, but when it comes to nut cutting time, like, they're going to revert back to their old ways. And that's what... It, it's turned into and it's it's pretty tough to see um i don't know if we have anything else you want to touch on kelly before we go is there anything you want to talk about um i just want to give a shout out to everybody during this series it's been some amazing content we've seen dave DeFore, seth 
Hollinger, um, Slater, Bill. Um, they've just done a great job <clears throat> of, <clears throat> you're forgetting of, uh, <clears throat> of you're forgetting, you're forgetting, you're forgetting a name. <clears throat> oh, Mo, every, everybody, everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm sitting there waiting for a little bit of love, Kelly. I can't get anything, man. It's just no, starting no, no, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, well, everyone knows this already. Mo is one of the smartest, if not the smartest X and O's guy on Twitter. He's just annoying. Well, he's one of the. He's one I'll of the take smart, it. I'll take it. Smartest, those, but just annoying. He's, he's one of the it. smartest guys. He'll make you better. Just go on his page, Moda Kill NBA, and, and, and get smarter. And more. But, but it's been some great. It's been some great stuff. I, I will say this about the playoffs. It's been some great stuff from you guys just watching and reading, and learning. Just and, and even even well, like from the conversations I have with coaches during these games, and scouts, they're seeing. You know the same things like the Rockets have just they've gone too simple if if that makes sense they've 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 settled down too much to a point where they don't know where else to turn yeah you know if Harden is not going to bail them out there's no plan B if Russ Russ has had his moments but overall he's played right into the Lakers hands like if your two best players are playing like that you have no chance Playing it, playing it simple. I think that's kind of a a big thing there. Uh, also, I'm gonna say everybody needs to be reading Kelly's stuff on the Athletic. There's nobody more plugged in on the Rockets than him. You know, you've done some amazing pieces all year long. You know, and it's been impressive to to watch it. You know, from getting to be your podcast partner and seeing all that, we're eulogizing this as if it's over. It's not, folks. We're still going to be around or anything like that. Um, you know, uh, so let's see what happens in Game Five. But for Kelly Eco, for super producer Andrew Schlecht, and for me, Mo DeKeel, we out.